I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. Well, as I had predicted not too long ago, that uh, eventually the only solution for the anti-gun movement will be having to repeal the Second Amendment. And now, with the advent and the, uh, the hammer of Bruin in our pocket that we can uh, use so effectively against these gun laws, and that the fight is uh, clearly going well for us. Um, of course, it's an ongoing fight. Now you see that the antis are pushing repeal of the Second Amendment. And the way that they're attempting to sell it uh, was just introduced and put forward by Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. And, of course, he's quite a leftist and not a big surprise that he's anti-Second Amendment rights and, uh, and all that. But here's what he's putting forward, and it's very interesting to think of it because what his proposed constitutional amendment which he's calling the 28th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, it's in effect a repeal of the Second Amendment. Now, it's not a total repeal of the Second Amendment, but it's a repeal that has, well, we're going to review it, a number of elements that will essentially have the amazing chilling effect, uh, as I'm sure they're intending. And the fact that they're even proposing and pushing this repeal is proof of just how scared they are and proof of how they know that they are on a losing side when it comes to what the Second Amendment means and any ability to try to overcome the spectacular opinion written by Justice Thomas. Let's take a look at what Governor Newsom, more like Governor Nuisance, proposes uh, out of his uh, office news release. And what it says is Governor Newsom proposes historic 28th Amendment to the United States Constitution to end America's gun violence crisis. So that's the heading of his news release. So first of all, it's, it's not a gun violence crisis. It's a criminal violence crisis. And it's a criminal violence crisis caused by leftists like Governor Newsom who... Uh, get rid of the vigorous enforcement against criminals that leads to, well, look at San Francisco and L.A. and all the other great cities and places in the state of California that are under a crime wave. And, of course, what does the left do? Classically, they blame guns instead of the actual reality of the policies. So in his effort to uh, blame guns, for the failings of his office and his state and the Democrats in in California, he is saying that <clears throat> he proposes the 28th Amendment to the Constitution to enshrine fundamental, broadly supported gun safety measures. Oh, of course, sir. It's always gun safety when it talks about banning. and has nothing to do about safety at all. It's just gun bans that they lie and call gun safety measures. And then he has the nerve to say, well, leaving the Second Amendment unchanged, well, sure, they're not going to 
touch the Second Amendment. They're just going to repeal the rights that the Second Amendment <laughs> guarantees us. But the Second Amendment will still be there in the Constitution. It'll just have been, uh, you know, eviscerated by the new amendment. Isn't that cute? But that's the lying kind of things that Democrats are famous for, right? Especially Governor Newsom. And respecting America's gun-owning tradition. Yeah, respecting it all right. As he gives it the finger, figuratively and literally. The governor's proposal guarantees common sense constitutional... Can they put any more of their buzzword BS into this thing? Common sense. You want to talk about common sense? Don't do this. That's common sense. But anyway... And gun safety, that Democrats, Republicans, and independents, and gun owners overwhelmingly support. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Overwhelmingly support. Including what? Universal background checks. Raising the firearm purchase age to 21. Instituting a firearm purchase waiting period. And banning civilian purchase of assault weapons. And there you go. We just saw polls recently where the majority of the people don't want to ban on assault weapons. So it's just total crock of lies here and what he specifically says in this news release is that the 28th amendment will permanently enshrine four broadly supported gun safety principles this is these are guns did you know these are safety principles by the way think about the just the the audacity of that lie here's the safety principles folks that newsom says Raise the federal minimum age to purchase a firearm from 18 to 21. Oh, that's that's all about safety, right? That's all about safety. Age, age from 18 to 21. Listen, at 18, you can go in the military and you can die for your country, but you're not safe to have a gun. You're not safe till you're 21. That's safety. Mandating universal background checks to prevent truly dangerous people from purchasing a gun that could be used in a crime. Yeah, it could be. Lots of bad things can happen with all kinds of things. Cars could be used in crimes. And not only that, truly dangerous. I mean, what's he going to do, break into, uh, you know, right out of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Truly scrumptious? Truly, truly dangerous. I mean, come on, crap. What is that? There is no such thing. You can't identify, quote, truly dangerous because they're just going to, increase disabilities and say this person's barred and that person's barred based on any kind of thing they can come up with. And what is it all foundationed on? UBC, universal background checks. Anytime you hear universal background check, you think universal gun registration. That's what it is, universal gun registration. And why are they rent registration? Because of registration you get those four steps, man, legislation, registration, confiscation, and then extermination. And that's where this is heading. Just look around. They want to get them guns registered. You get universal background check. You get universal registration. Puts them well on the way to where they want to be. Instituting a reasonable waiting period for all. No such thing. Why do I have to wait to exercise my rights? You know, you don't nor should you have to wait to exercise your rights. A right delayed is a right denied. And then finally, here, the, 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 just the cutest part of it all, barring civilian purchase of assault fire, assault weapons that serve no purpose other than to kill as many people as possible in the shortest amount of time. Weapons of war our founders never foresaw, really, please. 
ideas. First of all, they did have repeating arms even at the time of the founding of our of our country, so they, they knew full well about repeating firearms. And the purpose of assault weapons, quote-unquote, is a made-up term, assault weapon. They're talking about semi-automatic firearms, and they have lots of other purposes other than to kill as many people as possible. If you don't believe it, you can go to my article called 101 Reasons Why You Need an Assault Firearm. That's right, 101 Reasons. And it has nothing to do with killing as many people as possible. And so here he packs into his amendment, such a reasonable amendment that everyone supports, is this enormous gun ban repeal of Second Amendment rights. And, of course, is selling it with all the buzzwords of common sense and gun safety. But here's the kicker to the whole thing. How does Governor Nuisance decide to see uh, the approach? How does he put the approach of getting this passed? Does he say, hey, we put the amendment out and then we get states to ratify it? No, because he knows that can't happen. It's just too many. So what does he say? Right in his news release. The passage of the 28th Amendment will require a convention. That's right. A convention of states to propose amendments to the United States Constitutional, also known as the Article 5 of the Convention, or an amendatory convention. And then, working with members of the California State Senate and Assembly, California will be the first state in the nation to call for such a convention, with a joint resolution being introduced by the California State Senator and Assemblyman, and they will work with other grassroots as, as supporters and elected leaders and diverse coalitions for the passage. And guess how many states they need? They need 33 states, including California, and that's all it would take to convene such a convention. And that, my friends, is why a constitutional convention is extremely dangerous to our rights. Now, you may have heard other conservatives that talk about wanting to get a constitutional convention, wanting to see changes get put in that may address tax issues and other issues that concern conservatives. And I get that. I get it. But there's not a chance in hell I want to see a constitutional convention to achieve it. Because as soon as that happens, Everything in the Constitution is up for grabs, and that includes the Second Amendment, and this shows you where they want to take it. It is dangerous as hell to our rights. This is the proof of it. You don't believe it? Read Gavin Newsom's, his news release, laying out the game plan of what they want to do, and how do they want to do it? by a con-con. That's right. A constitutional convention. The constitutional convention is a sucker bet, folks. If you love the Constitution, then the last thing you want is a convention today to modify it to today's wonderful standards. You want wokeism in the Constitution as guaranteed right? You want elimination, evisceration of the Second Amendment. You want curtailing of freedom of speech. You want all these things that we're barely holding on to or fighting to stop. 
to be part of the Constitution? Well, just have a con-con and watch what happens. So I take a strong, strong position against what you may hear other conservatives thinking is a good idea. They think it's a good idea? Read what Gavin Nuisance has to say about just the Second Amendment and why he wants a constitutional amendment and a constitutional convention. It is bad news and it is not something anyone who cares about the Second Amendment should ever want to see. And when we come back, I have another fascinating thing, incredibly deliciously ironic thing to tell you about California, since we're talking about the uh, shenanigans that emanate out of California. See you in a few. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I am a lawyer. I am a lawyer. Hey, welcome back to Gun Lawyer. I'm Evan Knappen. Of course, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors who I love dearly. First of all, we have the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. They are the state association the uh, state affiliate of the NRA. More importantly, they have a full-time lobbyist in Trenton fighting for our rights and keeping an eye on what uh, schemes and machinations they have going on in Trenton. They uh, are in the heat of all the litigation. They're there in court, in federal court, fighting the Murphy Carey killer anti-civil rights bill and doing great in that fight. They're there fighting assault firearm ban of New Jersey, the magazine ban of New Jersey, various new disqualifiers that have come to New Jersey. And they're even working, between you and me, behind the scenes, on first trying to see if we can get rid of the largest gun ban ever passed in the state of New Jersey. And if... uh, Depending on how that goes, we're going to see even more action. They're not ignoring that, folks. I can tell you that right now, not being ignored. Important, important work being done by our state association, and you must be a member. Make sure you go to anjrpc.org. Make sure you're a member. 
Look, there's plenty of other gun groups you want to belong. I'm all for it. Join as many as you want. Support our brothers in arms. But you have to belong to the state association. As a New Jersey resident, that is our front line of defense, and they're the largest, most effective New Jersey gun rights group. Go to anjrpc.org and make sure you are part of the solution by joining our gun rights organization of New Jersey. Let me also tell you about one of my favorite places, and that is We Shoot in Lakewood. We Shoot is a super friendly indoor target range and store. And if you've never been there, you need to go there. You'll know that I am telling you the truth. Their staff is, they bend over backwards to help you. Really just incredibly good people. I love them all there. And they will take the time to help each and every one of you to choose the proper firearm for your needs. They even have what's really cool is a rent-to-buy program where you rent to buy, where you can rent up to uh, two firearms. And then if you make a purchase on that same day, you get refunded for the rentals. So you get to try them out. And if you like them, you get to test fire them and choose the one you want and what one works best for you and fits your hand and it's the one you enjoy, whatever it is. And then you get credit of the rental right away to your purchase. You know they have over 150 firearms there that you can just rent. Believe it or not, you can rent guns in Jersey. It's absolutely legal. Talk about a great day out or night out with a friend. That's a place to go. Go there, rent guns, have a great time shooting, try out different guns that you've wondered about, what they're like shooting, how it may fit and function for you and your skill level and your size of your hand and what you can uh, shoot effectively and the recoil and all these things that go into picking that perfect firearm for you. Go there and select from over 150 firearms in a super friendly, wonderful place. And it's located so conveniently right there in Lakewood, New Jersey, where you have Ocean County, Monmouth County, super access. And you know how hard it is finding ranges these days. Finding commercial ranges that are especially of this level of quality, right there is your resource. So make sure you go to We Shoot, check out their website. It's at WeShootUSA.com. They have beautiful photography, just magnificent. You'll enjoy perusing their website. Make sure you get down there and shoot at We Shoot. Also want to shamelessly plug my new book. It's the New Jersey Gun Law Book, 25th Anniversary Edition. Can you believe it? 25th Anniversary Edition. It's fully and completely updated for all the new laws, all the Murphy laws, how to get your carry permit. I explain everything, whether you're a new person to guns, how to get your first gun, or whether this is... You're heavily into it, and you need to know the specifics of over 120 topics in New Jersey, all explained in question and answer so that anyone can understand it. It is a book that does the impossible. It lets you understand 
New Jersey gun law. And the best thing about the newest 25th anniversary edition, to me, really, really cool, is if you simply scan the QR code, it'll take you to the subscriber portal. It's 100% free. Register in, and you're going to get access to the archives and every update. So anytime there's any change, I send out an email alert. You know immediately. You go there, download the pocket part, so to speak, download the new edition so that this book stays up to date and current at all times. And that's why I designed it. So you can know the law and know you have the most current law because you get the free subscription to all updates. So it's a great deal. Go to evannappen.com. Just go to my website at evannappen.com. You'll see the link there, the big orange book. Just click it and you can order your copy today and ask anyone that has a copy how much they use it all the time. It's, uh, it's, it's the resource, folks. It really is. And that's why I put my heart and soul as a labor of love to get it written so that you can protect yourself and not fall into that trap that New Jersey lays, lays out to disenfranchise law-abiding gun owners from their Second Amendment rights by getting them caught up in a system that is so difficult to understand, and I make it so you can. Once you know the rules and understand it, then it's a lot harder for them to get you. So get the book, and I'm glad you'll be glad you did. Let me tell you about this interesting thing out of California because, again, wacky California, what did they do? They passed a law in which it created fee shifting. And what it said is that any plaintiffs who challenge Second Amendment cases where you bring a, a, a challenge to the law claiming a Second Amendment violation, if the plaintiffs, you know, the good guys, didn't win every single claim that they made, okay, they'd have to pay the fees and costs to the state for their challenge. And it shifts the fees, forcing this ridiculous win, and otherwise you're, they're going to get stuck. So the whole thing was to have a chilling effect a chilling effect on litigating the anti-gun laws away because they're scared to death about how much power we have now with the Bruin case and the power of the Second Amendment. So they want to discourage it by upping the ante, upping the ante to make it so that if you dare try to challenge the law and you are in any way unsuccessful, you're going to pay through the nose. So what I really love about this is that the Firearm Policy Coalition, which has just been doing great work fighting gun laws, they sued California, amongst other plaintiffs as well, challenging this law that did fee shifting and then won that case so that California has to pay fees and costs to the Firearm Policy Coalition and the other Plaintiffs that won to the tune of over half a million dollars. Now, that is irony. That is just sweet as can be. That the law that California passed to try to stop the challenges got challenged, and now California has to pay for that law. 
Now, that's a beautiful thing. So, congratulations for them for knocking out what is uh, this ridiculous law. It's actually Section 1021.11, if you want to know the specific. And congratulations to Judge Benitez, who wrote this great opinion, giving the win to the good guys, even here, and uh, nailing uh, yet another wacko idea by Governor Nuisance to uh, to do it. So here we go. And uh, it was a uh, nice victory. So congratulations. I also want to uh, tell you about something else that I find very exciting and I'm really pleased about it. And that is that Knife Rights. That's right. Knife Rights, which is the uh, group that protects knife rights. And we all believe in gun rights, but also I'm a big believer in knife rights. And what we're talking about here is the same right. What right are we talking about? The right to keep and bear arms, of course. And that's because the right to keep and bear arms is not just the right to keep and bear guns. That's not what it says. And the right to keep and bear arms, arms include knives. And because arms include knives, and because we have made tremendous headway in the knife liberty movement, I'm proud to say that I work hand-in-hand with knife rights as their counsel and help to get the knife liberty movement started in New Hampshire with the complete repeal of New Hampshire's ban on switchblade, dagger, dirk, and stiletto. And since then, there have been... uh, 23, 24, I lost count how many states that have followed thanks to the efforts of knife rights and repealing their state knife laws. Well, with all those repeals of the knife laws and with the Bruin decision and the McDonald decision and the Heller decision, all about the Second Amendment with with mentions of knives, by the way, throughout those cases too. Talking about knives, talking about knives as arms, too. That knife rights has sued to end the Federal Switchblade Act. That's right. A challenge, finally, to take out the federal knife law. And this is a beautiful thing because once we kill the federal switchblade knife law, that is the basis, the foundation of any federal knife law that exists. Once that's wiped out, we've wiped out the foundation of any federal laws regarding knives. And that means something that cannot be built upon. And if you want to see how important that is, look at the 1934 Machine Gun Act that banned machine guns short-barrel rifles, suppressors, sawed-off shotguns, right? All in the gun world. And what what are we doing today? We're still dealing with that law and that law being used to pass other laws and that law being passed to have administrative abuse. And we just dealt with it just now, a law from the 1930s that should have been wiped off the books in the 1950s when we had all the returning soldiers from World War II that understood about machine guns, that understood about firearms and weapons, and yet 
No action was taken to repeal it then, but we could have. And now we still suffer. Because what do you think the pistol brace ban was based on? The 1934 Federal Machine Gun Act, the National Firearm Act, the short barrel rifle provisions in that law. That's right. We could have gotten rid of it. We didn't. But that's not the case with knives. In the knife liberty movement, knife rights is on it. We've gotten state repeal after state repeal. Only a small handful of states themselves even have state laws prohibiting switchblades in any way. And, of course, New Jersey's is still on the books. Of course, we knew that. With this federal law challenge, not only will a Supreme Court opinion winning the unconstitutional argument of the Federal Switchblade Act wipe out the Federal Switchblade Act, but it will also stand for the unconstitutional nature of New Jersey's switchblade law and any other state that has knife laws that are unconstitutional. So this is a great effort by knife rights. I'm extremely excited about it to see them challenge the Federal Switchblade Act finally, which was enacted in 1958, and living and taking advantage of the moment, this moment when we have so much in our favor to see this knocked out. We have that trio of great Second Amendment cases. We have the states that have already enacted repeal after repeal, and there's something else as well. We have what is commonly owned Knives that open with one hand. Plenty. Now, the Federal Switchblade Act focuses on knives that open by the push of a button. Yet, we were able, through knife rights a number of years ago, to get the federal law modified so that assisted openers were not defined as switchblades. So, you know, to most folks, if you have an assisted opener versus a switchblade, if you push the tab on the blade and it opens automatically versus pushing the button in a handle and it opens automatically, is that some huge, crazy difference? And what is the significance of that? Nothing. These are all simply folding knives that you can open with one hand. That is extremely important to be able to open with one hand. How many times you're holding rope, holding fishing line, holding a box, holding it, and you need to access your knife and open it so you can cut Whatever you're holding, it is incredibly important. And the thing about a switchblade is switchblades lock closed. You even have a locking on most of them. Well, that locks. It's actually a safer knife that they're banning with switchblades. It's as stupid as stupid could be. The switchblade law was passed federally for only one reason, hype. Hype. Starting with the story in the, uh, I think it was the ladies' journal, the women's journal, it's called The Toy That Kills. And they pushed The Toy That Kills switchblades, demonizing them like the left does with, oh, just like everything else they don't like, that especially anything having to do with anything that the Second Amendment would protect, demonize it. You know, ghost guns, ooh, assault fire, ooh, switchblades, ooh. Well, that's coming to an end. And I'm extremely excited to see knife rights in this fight. You should support knife rights in this fight.
We're going to win this for Knife Liberty. We're going to knock out the federal law and all the rest of the knife laws. And we're going to have complete knife freedom, knife liberty in the United States. And it's just great work taking place there. And we can be proud of it. This is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.